love. Welcome to the e-commerce marketing society podcast, a podcast for women who want to grow their online store or e-commerce brand by improving their marketing. I'm your host, Lisa Byrne, an e-commerce marketing coach for women with 20 years of marketing experience under my belt. I help women increase sales and decrease stress by helping them focus on the right things instead of doing all the things. As well as hearing from me, I gather my favorite women in e-commerce to share their stories of growth and expertise because we all know it takes a village to grow a successful business. Welcome to the society. Let's get focused and have some fun. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the podcast. This episode was meant to go live last week because I was planning on doing a week of student spotlight, you know, interviewing students from Ecom Grow Strong last year. But you know what happened? Life happened. And I only managed to interview two because I don't know if you know this or not, but I record this podcast week to week, which is pretty much breaking the number one rule of podcasting, which is batch record, you know, a month or two in advance. And yes, that makes perfect sense. And probably being a marketer, I should definitely encourage people to batch as well. I personally don't batch because I like to do things in the moment you know what, it's got pluses and minuses because it keeps me creatively inspired because I talk about things that are really relevant to me and to my audience in that week. However, it really sets you up for failure to some degree because when life happens like COVID, kids returning to school, launching, you know, it stuffs with your plans. So this podcast with the lovely Laura from Maiden Avenue, an online fashion boutique. Laura did my course Ecom Grow Strong last year and I think the year before that she was a one-on-one client of mine. So she's got a really interesting perspective. She's done both coaching and the course and funnily enough, she raves so much about the course because her way of absorbing information and how she can then implement everything that I was teaching her, she could do that much more easily with the course. So it's an interesting chat today to talk to her about that experience and also about how investing in her business has been the number one driver to growth and the two key areas that She's invested in learning, so with me, and also investing in amazing photography. So when we were doing one-on-one coaching, photography was really holding Laura's business and herself and her mindset back because she just couldn't get it get a photographer to nail her, you know, her vision. And with clothing and all e-commerce products, you really need to have beautiful, beautiful photography. There's no doubt about it. And that comes with a cost and it comes with time trying to find that photographer that suits your vision and your aesthetic. And the lovely Laura, she came across a photographer that she's been working with for about a year now and has had such a huge impact on her business. So today I'm going to chat with Laura and also I'm excited to say that the podcast, this is probably the point I was trying to get to in the intro, the podcast is going to come back weekly, hitting rock bottom in January, not not necessarily rock bottom, but I was very stressed out because here I was thinking that I could handle school holidays, having the kids home 24-7. 
prepping for a launch of Ecom Grow Strong, which has so many moving parts, working with clients, surviving COVID, going on a camping holiday. I thought I could do all those things, you know, and and just still be like the fun mum and deliver and make everybody happy. Yeah, no, that didn't work out. So I had to push one-on-one clients back to February. I had to get a nanny to help me with the kids. And yeah, I burnt myself out a little bit. So that's forced me to look at how I operate during the week, what I want from each month, and how, of course, I deliver to you, my wonderful audience, my one-on-one clients, and my amazing students. So I'm sitting down, I'm getting planned, and I'm making the podcast a priority because It's the best way I can connect with you guys. And so many of the students that have now joined Ecom Grow Strong this year and in the past, they pretty much all found me and built that know, like, trust factor via the podcast. So it's an important marketing tool for me. And I'm excited to come back to weekly because it's so much fun hanging out with you guys every week. So hit me up with any suggestions on topics or people you'd want me to interview or if you, hey, if you have got an interesting marketing story and you want your brand to get in front of more people, why don't you hit me up, pitch pitch a story to me, slide into my DMs and yeah, let me know your unique brand and marketing story. Okay, so I think that's enough babbling for me for one day. Here is Laura from Maiden Avenue. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thanks so much, Lisa, for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It's been a long time coming. Yes, I think we've known it. Well, we've been working together now, well, known each other for what, since September 2020, I think 2020, it is? that's what I think it is too. Yeah, yeah. about that, so a long time. <laughs> yeah, because we started working one-on-one with each other as a private yeah. client and then you went on to do the Ecom Grow Strong course too. Yes. Yeah. So you've had double the goodness. Best of both worlds with Lisa, yes. <laughs> double the <And> <laughs> I was just writing down the note before we chatted because I know that you, and we'll get into this later, but for you doing the course was so much more in tune with how you kind of wanted or how you absorb information. Yes. Yes, yeah. that is correct. Yeah, so I found... Um, I don't know if you want to go into this later, but just the way the course was structured really, really worked for me. Um, one-on-one was great. However, I'm not sure if you're going to talk about the small thing that I just couldn't, there was a small hurdle that I <laughs> yes. felt like for the whole time. <laughs> I just couldn't get over. So once I got over that, it was like, oh my gosh, now I've got all this work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's cover that in this chat for sure. But first, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What's your business? So my name's Laura. I own Maiden Avenue, which is a fashion clothing store. We based in south of Sydney and we are also online as well. We have clothing for the everyday woman ranging from amazing, reliable basics, which is something we're really passionate and strong about. Pretty address your outfits and it's all at a great affordable price as well. We're also a very fun, nice store when you come in. We try and really keep that and that's a and lesson, uh, message that we want to get through as well to you online. So we've had, I've had the store now um, in April, it would have been four years. So wow. um, it's coming up to four years. Yes, it's That's been a, a very roller coaster, um, but it's been a really good one. Yeah. So you opened your brick and mortar store four years ago. 
And yes. had you worked in retail before? Like what made you decide to open a store? It's actually quite, I've always really been fascinated by small business. So when I was younger, I always used to say, I'm going to open my own business one day. I loved dancing. I wasn't good at it. And I used to say to mum, I'm going to open up a dance studio, but I'm just more interested in like the timetables and working out that kind of stuff. (laughs) So I always had in my head that I wanted to work, um, own a small business. And I just saw the ad available for the local clothing store in our area. So our area was really it was quite dead at that time. However, a lot of families were moving to the area. So I thought, oh, this could be really good to jump on and just dive straight in. So I had worked in retail when I was about 17. I worked at a clothing store and that was a very fast paced, quite a um, sales driven role. And I feel like they were very, very strict there. So I feel like I learned an awful lot from them, sort of just chucked in the deep end, done. And then when I traveled, I worked in London for Gant UK. They're a UK clothing brand. I worked in their head office there on reception. So that was a high-end designer brand. And that was really, it was in the really fancy part of London and it was a real lovely experience. However, I wouldn't say that I'd worked recently in a clothing store. So I look back now on some of the memories, like the first day, for example, a woman came in and she said, oh, there's a bag in the window I'd really like to buy. So I was walking around this store going, what have I just done? I've just signed up to own this business. I've got no idea what I'm doing. And it was under a different name, different stock. And I said to her, oh, no, that's the last one left. And she said, oh, can I get it out the window? I was like, oh, yeah, of course you can. Like I just was so in this trance. I had no idea what I was doing. So it was an awful lot of lessons, but I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world um, how I sort of did it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love four that. Years later. Four years later. And it's the way it is, isn't it? You, you start things before you're ever ready for it. You know, baptism of fire, jump in learn on the go, you know, because we're never going to learn everything before we start or be great at every aspect of the business. You really just kind of got to get in there and get it done. And get it done. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just dived in head first, stress levels high, two kids at home. I think they were both two and three at the time. So just really, it's like, I love to do things on the run. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, stress you're, ahead. <laughs> yes. You're in good company there. So many women I chat to, you know, thrive under pressure. I don't yes. know why, why we do it why to ourselves, do it to ourselves. Um, especially around like the, the, the age where we've got like a two-year-old and a, and a, and a three-year-old, why do we do it? But so you've opened your brick and mortar store um, and it was going well. And how long until you decided like the website came along, like your online store? Oh, so I was very naive about online. I assumed if I opened up and opened up a website, people would come in. I thought, oh, it'll be so easy. You just do online. How hard can it be? So I did that. I was So I first opened up. I was paying a uh, photographer and a model each week and I just had no idea about stock inventory. So I was getting the photos back and I was like, oh, that's all sold out. So then I kept trying, kept trying. And, I mean, without really trying, we were getting real drips and drabs orders and I mean real drips and drabs. So we were getting some, but it was always just, it was, I realised it was quite, it was like starting another business again. So yeah. it was a business with a business. So I did sort of put it on the back burner for a while and people kept saying to me, oh, just do online, it'll be so easy. Like you'll be able to do it out the back. And, you know, then I went down the route of, okay, well, buying double stock 
but our bricks and mortar store wasn't busy enough at that point in time. So then I was just stuck with all this extra clothes and online, I was like, what am I doing? I'd spoken to SEO experts who was guaranteeing me if I paid like $6,000 a month, they'd get me on the front page of Google. Yet my website, if you look back, it looked absolutely shocking. Like I wouldn't have shopped on it and I really didn't want to look at it. I would update drips and drabs and not look at it. It was like, oh, it'll be right. Um, no marketing, no nothing. So um, it wasn't till I think uh, I had a, a business coach who I worked quite closely with and I said to him, I really want to nail online. So that's when, um, before I met you and I started doing, setting up my tripod at home and doing my own photos because just paying a model, I was getting it back and I was thinking this just isn't really what I'm after. Mm. Things were getting missed and, you know, she'd have like a white top with a black bra on. It just mm-hmm. wasn't working. So then someone said, well, you should really try and be the face of your business. And I was like, me? <laughs> Who would want to see me? But once we did do that turning point, it really did take off in a smaller way than before I met you. But at least we're getting something with online. Yes. So I'm trying to think back to what came first. So your website, I mean, you're, you're pretty hard on yourself. Your website wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't fantastic. But, you know, I think we tweaked a little bit of it. Your branding was already beautiful, like your logo yep. and your visuals and and you had some great photos of in, inside your store. But, yeah, the missing piece of the puzzle for, for your business, and I think this goes for many online stores, was the product photography. Yes. It, I mean, you, you had some there, but it wasn't, it wasn't reflecting the beautiful brand experience that you had created in terms of your visual brand, but also in store as well. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, gosh, let's talk about the photography journey then. It- <laughs> <laughs> I feel this is, well, it's a, ha- a story with a happy ending. But it is. The, the problem was as well, Lisa, before I met you, a lot of other business owners that I had met who do have stores were saying to me, oh, don't waste your money with a photographer. Just don't waste your money. That would be such a waste of money. So I had this real mindset that, I was setting up the tripod at my mother-in-law's house when she would go on holidays and set up this dodgy backdrop with my iPhone. So I'd take photos and that was all right, but I wasn't, you know, to zoom in, it would go pixelated. Oh, yeah. And then I'd have to go back and edit them on Adobe Photoshop, which I have no idea how to do anyway. So it was like everything was just mismatched. So then when I met you, you sort of explained to me that, no, photos are actually quite important because, you know, that's what people see. Yeah. That's what they need to see. They need to see the beautiful fabrics, how the, you know, how it sits on a real person. So that's when then the journey of finding a photographer, the long six-month journey came about. <laughs> yeah, it was grueling, wasn't it? But, you know, and I think so many people could probably relate to your experience, which is, you know, reaching out you know, trying to find that person, you know, um, hiring and paying for people that just did not hit the mark, being disappointed, trying again, and then you almost got to the point where you just wanted to give up. Yes, and that's where I don't know if I'm, I think I did message you because I remember January last year we were on holidays and I remember leaving you a voice message at the beach and I had just done a photo shoot with a photographer who was great, just not, didn't have this, wasn't on the same level as me. And I remember just leaving you a message and I was just thinking, I can't do this. I think I went through about 10 and it wasn't, I think it was just finding, you assume you get a photographer and you're automatically going to be on the same wavelength and they're automatically going to go, all right, I know this is the vision that she's after. And it's not, it's really, you have to 
it's sort of like delegating your work and managing someone as well and even them just having a good eye so I remember I messaged you and you were like no Laura we're not going to give up we're not going to give up I was like okay and then I ended up joining some Facebook group for photographers or something yes and I think I did a post and I got a few but once again I was like yeah I just don't know and then in my spam message was a message from a man about, you know, he'd worked with quite a few different ranges, uh, different people, different photo shoots. And I, was, I remember going, oh, I just don't know if I'd want to work with a man. Like, that's just not something I would ever, I wouldn't feel comfortable. And then I think you found me a photographer. So that sort of got put on the, the back burner again. He stayed in the spam, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and then that ended up falling through. I think she got really busy on the home That's front. right. And then I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then I just was like, I'm, I'm about ready to give up once again. I thought maybe I'll just stick with the bricks and mortar. And then I remembered that this man had written me a message. And I thought, you know what? What have I got to lose? Because I just am not at the moment. This is just staying still. I've, I, you know, I paid to work with you as well. And I felt like a lot of things couldn't come forward until we had nailed this one thing because it just wasn't, it just wasn't, the pieces weren't going together yeah so I reached out to him I gave him a call and instantly he was really lovely and he said to me you're actually allowed to be fussy with your photos don't apologize and say I'm too uh, am I being too fussy because he said at the end of the day you're paying for a service and that service needs to be delivered so he said look I understand you've gone through so many let's do the first photo shoot for free so I thought okay what have I got to lose so I remember I set up my dodgy backdrop at my house and he came over and I remember my husband was like, oh, who's this male coming over? And I said, no, it's all good. Like he's worked with Jennifer Hawkins. Like I think we yes. can trust him. And he walked in and he said, oh, I'm going to have to change this back off. <laughs> so, but just the equipment he had was just next level. And I remember I was out the back and I was so nervous and I actually had a little bit of a little glass of champagne out the That's back. Right. So I thought I just need to <laughs> relax and just do it all. And I remember after the first dress that he really, what I found different about working with, his name's Paul Seuss, for those of you who are interested, he was very guiding. So he was like, oh, all right, so you look really stiff. So let's just relax, just relax, just pretend I'm not here. And the way he, and then we would chat. And I remember looking at the first photo and I just could cry. I was like, this is exactly what I am after. And I was so excited to show you. And the shoot went amazing. And I was just like, how has this person just nailed everything? And then I was worried about the price, but then we, when you added it up and since then working with him, our photos just look the same every single time. So yeah. it can be raining outside. We can be, at a, we've done them in store. We've done them at home and you wouldn't know. So, and, you know, you are paying for their equipment as yeah. well for them to set up and use. So a lot goes into a photo shoot, which I don't think a lot of e-commerce people, you know, we just don't know. It's just yeah. complete, we're just out of our depth. So, yeah. yeah, so I would say he has turned our online business. He's really helped turn it around. That's amazing. So I am forever thankful to him. And as I said, it's something I never thought I would have ever done working with a man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I said to him, well, actually, we did a photo shoot on location. And I said, oh, sometimes you get this really miserable face when we're working. I said, I don't know if, <laughs> if you know, are they really bad? And he goes, no, they're great. But he goes, oh, I'm looking through the lens going, oh, is that lighting right? He goes, I'm not really, like, I'm focusing on you. But he goes, there's so much aspect of photography. And that's what I think, yeah. I, You know, I even thought about one stage getting my own camera and just doing it myself. 
I wouldn't know how to work a proper camera. No, so it just, and that it. would have just been something that just sat in the cupboard. I can guarantee yeah. you. And so sometimes that that's right. You have to pay for the professional and their experience. And rather than you, you know, getting onto Adobe and whatever you were doing before, it's worth every penny. And especially with online and fashion, you're yeah. going to get the return on that on those photos. And you just look amazing in all of them. I remember when you sent me that first photo from the shoot and I, I got goosebumps. I was like, yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> Finally, yeah. She's got it. Yeah, so no, yeah. it's, um, oh, thank you. No, it was, uh, it was a long journey, but I really, I feel like it's part of the journey. I feel yeah. like if I just found a photographer straight away, I probably wouldn't have appreciated the steps it takes. And I feel like as, you know, it's quite cool to have a business and have all these experiences behind you. So it's all what happens and, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So with your photography and the website that it's really up-leveled your brand, what kind of marketing have you done recently or over the past like 12 months that has been, you know, a bit of a game changer for you? So we are doing, we are getting into Reels say that I haven't done any in a, a few weeks but before the Christmas rush happened we were getting into reels and I found that was really the engagement on that was amazing we've also started doing Facebook ads and I'm working with um, a, a Jamie Campbell on that so we are working with Facebook ads just monitoring them each each week and I've seen actually really good engagement from our oh, I think it's our in, brand awareness campaign okay yeah. so we're getting really good engagement from them getting some really good return on that and I do we've set up our through uh, someone who you recommended we've set up our flow for when people sign up through our website yeah um, that sort of nurture flow and we do the emails as well and mm-hmm. I've noticed even when we do do our email campaigns you know, you click through and read your analytics and it's sort of just reminding people that you're there. Yeah. So they might not necessarily buy what's on that email, but they're like, oh, yeah, actually I saw a top one there. So well, the email I think is a really big game changer for businesses if you can, you know, get it right and, you know, know your game plan as well because it all has to sort of work in, you know, working with your social media as well. So it's not just about sending out an email each week that, doesn't look great you need to work on it so yeah so that's another thing that we're looking at and hopefully this year I'd be I'd be quite keen to learn a little more about Google as well the yes Google ads as well yes and SEO SEO yes oh and I worked actually we set up our Pinterest page not too long ago so I worked with Simone on that so she set that up so that's another avenue to go down and for me to read up about you've been very busy very busy. Yes. <laughs> with, uh, you know, with having two kids, um, I think your youngest one's just started school this week, yes. having the physical store and the online store, how do you structure your week? Like, and I know we've kind of worked on this together a while ago, but yeah, how do you make the most of your time? So up until a few weeks ago, I was working in store most days. I'd have a casual worker in there one day a week maybe and then uh, that one day off I was trying to cram being a mum doing everything into that one day so I actually sat down at the start of the year because I thought I am just burning out and this is no help to anyone I think the problem as well and I don't know if you find this Lisa but it's sort of really um, I feel like women think oh I own a business so I need to stay up till midnight writing emails and that will make me you know this really amazing business person when really if you do that 
you're actually, I don't feel I'm very productive at midnight. And then the next day I'm tired, I'm cranky and you just get nothing done. So I sat down and I wrote down every single job I do. So from everything, buying the, you know, from buying stock for the store, from buying bags for the store, you know, cleaning, just everything, managing the petty cash for the store, sending out emails, everything. I just made a huge list of it. And then I went through and sort of categorized it, what can be delegated, what can be outsourced and what I can do myself. So obviously buying stock for the store is very important. I think that I continue with that. Email marketing, I delegated to myself and the website because I do actually really enjoy doing them. And I feel Mm -hmm. like thanks to your course, I've got quite a knowledge of doing that. Things like social media, I've outsourced and that has just been a game changer as well because it's just something I don't have to think about and now I've got someone working for me so I've arranged for her to work two days in the store so I've got two days one day in particular where I can work on my marketing where I can sit out and plan our marketing plan you know what the next month or so will look like plan our email marketing social media all that and then I've got the other day where I can also sort of work a bit on the business, but be a mum as well, do cooking, you know, as I said, do Pilates classes. And I've also implemented um, advice that you gave, you often tell your students to sit down on a Sunday for an hour without any interruptions and just plan your week out. And as I was saying to you earlier, I either use that Sunday to really work out what I want to get out, what I want to achieve out of the week, or what my staff member in store can do that week, just so it's something sorted and I can just go head down, bum up and just keep working. I, um, I just feel like there's a lot of pressure out there for all of us to be, to wear all the hats. Mm. And I think if you did that, I found I was wearing 50 hats and not one thing was getting done right. Mm-hmm. Everything was getting half done or I was sending out emails and going, that looks rubbish. I know I could have done that better or just posting for the sake of it on social media or, you know, not really delegating, making use of my staff in store because I was just too busy trying to do everything else. So I know at the start, I probably wouldn't have been in a financial position with the business to do that. But I feel like you've got to work, you've got to work out what is more, what works better for your business as well. So with my superstar sales lady in store, D. She does her magic from Monday to Tuesday. And that's the days where I can really just focus on behind the scenes and getting everything really done. I love that. Yeah. So it it takes trial and error, doesn't it? Like you kind of have to, and I'm probably doing this myself at the moment, doing way too much, hitting rock bottom. Then you have to pick yourself back up and go, okay, what's going to change here? And you've made those changes. Like, yes, you may have, you know, hit burnout a little bit, but you haven't you have never been afraid to invest in your business and in yep. staff and in help and yes. i think that is such that that's a real clincher and it, and it's scary as it is it's a difference between moving forward without burning out and yep. actually starting to get that momentum because you yes. really can't do everything yourself no. And also, I think, like, I remember with setting up the flow for, e- for the emails, just, you know, your welcome series flow. I was trying to do that myself and it just wasn't getting done. And I remember the minute I outsourced it, yes, it cost money, but it actually wasn't. If you add up what your time is worth as well, because don't forget, if we're trying to do everything, that's sort of wasting yeah. money in your oh, business as well. If, yeah. you're in, if I'm in the store and I really have so much I need to be doing and someone walks in and I'm like, oh, my God really like I'm halfway (laughs) through something then I'm not going to make a sale and it's going to put turn the person off but if you're you know 
doing what you should be doing. I think that's really, really important. And I do read a lot of these business books that, you know, really, um, and I, I don't mean to be rude, but it's a lot of male business books where yes. they're really like, oh, you need to hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, you need to do everything. In your spare minute, you should be listening to a business podcast. You should be doing this. And it's like, well, no, sometimes I just need to relax as well. Like, I think it's really important to have, you know, some time where you can just relax because owning a business is stressful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I couldn't agree with you more. Like anyone who has a, a productivity or a business book written by a man out there, go throw it in the bin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They have, be kind to yourself. You're doing the best you can. Oh my gosh. <laughs> see, that's such an important message. Like we are oper- like life in general is still operating as if women are in the home and not yes. working and yeah. the men are doing their nine to five. We're still operating at that level, but probably with even more pressure because everybody around us seems like they're, you know, kicking goals on, you know, the perfect life on social media, earning six figures, whatever. Like, so we're under a lot of pressure. So yes, yes, being kind to yourself, switching off. Like I've actually, I don't listen to any business podcasts anymore because of that fact that my brain will start going and it does not need any encouragement to do that. So you're starting to do Pilates and yes. With your um, Sunday setting your week up for success, you you were saying, do you actually leave the house to do that? Yes, yes. I sat sat my husband down at the start of the year. And you know him. He's great. (laughs) And he's very encouraging. He's like my little cheerleader of the business. And I said to him, look, I'm going to need an hour just to get out and just to sit in the office at work and just plan the week out or do whatever. So now, and at the start I was going, oh, is it all right if I leave? And I go, just go. (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) So now I'm like, I'm out of here. Yes, and it's I, just an hour. It doesn't need to be anything over the top, but just even for you to sit down and go, all right, Monday, I'm going to really, you know, do two email campaigns and get them out, or I'm going to sit down and plan my social media for the week or plan my promotions or when I want to go, you know, do a reel or whatever, just organizing things, even packing online orders from the weekend that have come in as well. So, yeah, yeah. gosh, you've come so far in your, in oh, your confidence you. <laughs> and yeah. how yeah how you approach things how you view things your mindset is is very different from when it was you know when we first hung out with each other and yeah so I guess once we did our the one-on-one I think we had a break and then the course came along so you did the course yes. and I remember getting an email from you and I use it on in some of my on my website some of my emails it's like <laughs> the, the subject line was Oh my God, Lisa, your course is amazing. Yes, yes, it is is absolutely amazing. I think what I love most about the course is how it's structured and even your tone of voice in it. It's very just a calming, you know, now we're going to work through this and this is what we're going to do. So it's really broken down because I feel like some online courses you can sign up to and you're just given bombarded with information and it sort of sends you into a bit of a panic attack. So you just sort of go, oh, I'll do that another day when I'm a bit more organised and then it just ends up getting shelved. So I like with yours that you could just work through it. You've got the printouts to work through. And I love that you really focus on, you know, the metrics and what's going on behind the business, the sales as well, the, you know, not just the sales figures, but also all the analytics of, you know, who's going to your website, you know, the abandoned cart and keeping track of that. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a real, that's so much information that, I just had never even thought about before. So I sat down and it also makes you, I sat down at the end of last year and started that for this year. So I sort of mapped out where I wanted things to hit. And I was like, oh, I thought we actually didn't have too much of a good year last year, but we've actually, we actually doubled what we'd done the year before online. 
or I think it was 85% or something, whatever it, ha- it was, we'd done really well. But without actually sitting there and reading the data, you had no idea. So I've found the course invaluable. It is just amazing. I loved working with you one-on-one as well. I felt like that was really a really, it was just, it was a real game changer for the business. And I feel like then your course really complemented that and sort of went into maybe when we'd meet and then we'd get sidetracked on something, the course sort of dived back into that. And as I said, it's taken me four years, but I finally did a mega menu the other day. Yeah. No one in my family knew what I was talking about. I was like, this is so good. (laughs) They're probably thinking, cool, we're going to go to McDonald's or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I I love that. And I think, you know, it's, it's relevant for a lot of people that coaching versus doing a course you can with the course if it's done well you can sit down in your own time and work through it whereas coaching you know yes I'm I'm giving you a lot of information a lot of value and direction but then you've got to go and digest that and yes do it and you've got to actually do it too I mean that sounds silly (laughs) but sometimes it's really you really have to focus to do you know you can sign up to everything in life that you want but to actually sit down and do it is quite different yeah so um I think as well um to do your course and work with you, you've got to be quite self-disciplined really and really you know want to do it want to really do it yeah. um yeah yeah awesome well what's next for you what what's going to happen what's stage two for the business Oh, stage two is that, well, I'm going to master the marketing this year. So that's what I've really got planned in store. I really want to grow our team of who works with the modelling side of things, um, get a few different ladies involved in that. And this year is going to be our year for online. So I've set some targets for online and I've worked out not only setting targets, but how we're going to do that. Um, Now I've got the kids at school. I am happy to just focus on the business and we are going to, we've got quite a few more events coming up as well, which is awesome with the business. We often do in-store events and hopefully bringing them online as well. Amazing. Yes. We'll have to get you back, you know, mid-year or at the end of year and see see if you've reached those targets. Or Absolutely, yes. Knock them or out of the ball. forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. No, thank you, Lisa. It's Thanks. been wonderful. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the E-Commerce Marketing Society podcast. If you want to keep getting juicy marketing goodness into your ears each week, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to please leave a five-star review on iTunes so I can keep sharing all this good stuff with you. Until next time, keep taking those big or baby steps. I'm cheering you on every part of the way. Mm -hmm.